This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer. And so it begins another season and another pursuit of the League <laughs> Cup. I'm Phil Kirkbride, and today joined by Dave Prentice and Tony Scott as we chew the fat over all the issues at Everton uh, this week, but mainly focusing on Wednesday night's Carabao Cup game at home to Rotherham. And of course, as I'm sure you're fully aware, the elusive League Cup and how it has managed to remain out of Everton's trophy cabinet for the entire history of the football club, bafflingly. Um, and whether that will change this season, where does it lie in the priority list of Marco Silva? And is this just another opportunity for the big boys to get more silverware, as it seems to be increasingly so? Um, but we'll start, Dave. Um, Rotherham at home, that's straightforward enough, isn't it? Oh, gosh, it ought to be. <laughs> Although, uh, going back in my dim and distant League Cup memories, I remember uh, a two-legged tie against Rotherham not that many years ago when uh, I made the trek over there. Uh, on the away end, actually, I wasn't working that night. And that was an experience. It was like the black hole of Calcutta, you know, <laughs> so underneath the stand there. Um, and Everton lost 1-0. I think Sean Gota uh, scored the other winner that night. But it was two-legged. Came back to Goodison. I've got a feeling Ian Wilson might have scored his first goal for mm. the club in that one. Two-legged league cup. Yeah, oh, wow, yeah. The second, round was, <laughs> second round was always two-legged. And uh, oh, they've made some strange decisions in that tournament. And there are new rules this time round as well, aren't yeah. there? Yeah, it goes straight to penalties after yeah. 90 minutes, doesn't it? VAR. VAR as well, of course. Yeah. So, you know, it ought to be straightforward, uh, but you can never say never. I mean, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I only discovered, you know, last week that Rotherham were actually a championship side, having uh, mm-hmm. got promotion last year. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be, I wouldn't say, you know, it's all difficult, but, you know, it, it's one that you can't be complacent about. You know, absolutely not. Everton will need to be focused. They'll need to make sure they pick a strong team. I'm sure we'll see two or three new faces, which is what gives the, uh, the, the tie a little bit of extra, you know, sort of allure, if you like, on the night. Hopefully we'll see Bernard. You know, you'd imagine we'll see Kurt Zuma, Lucas Digne. Uh, so, you know, plenty to, you know, to, to look at there. But, yeah, it's a game Everton have got to be targeting, you know, so a victory in and hopefully a decent draw because I just can't understand why we've never done it in the League Cup. Mad. You know, Mad. It's just been one of those tournaments that we just we can't seem to get to grips with, you know, going back historically. So, uh, how do supporters feel when it comes to the League Cup? Has it just been, has it become such a drag almost? It, it's never going to change. Our look's never going to change. Do we just view it as just a couple of games more in the season? It doesn't matter. We're going to lose eventually. Yeah, I think that is the case. I think it's the latter because you just, when when you have no luck in a certain competition, it filters through generations. And as I just explained to Preno there, my dad said, we've never had any luck in that competition. And it sort of filters down going, Throughout all the generations, exactly. <laughs> he mentions that all the time, and I'm going, yeah, he's probably uh, right. And even uh, Manchester City, a uh, couple of seasons ago, Roberto Martinez in the League Cup semi-final, yeah, yeah, ball goes out, and you just, yeah. I go, it is one of them cup competitions that you don't seem to get any luck in whatsoever. And I remember going to one of the first Everton games at York City yeah, in the in the League Cup, yeah. and yeah. it lashed down about four two. Was it 1996? We got beat, didn't we? We got beat three two over there after yeah. one old draw. Of and it was yeah. it's just one of them. We just never have seem to have any luck in it whatsoever. And you're probably right, Phil. That yeah, to put it into context, my brother has taken his little niece to, the, to obviously his daughter to the first match tomorrow, thinking, do you know what? If she doesn't like it, I can get off. That's what he's cheating. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's as in a league cup game, so he's cheating. Yeah. As dad. I think a lot of Everton fans said, "You know what? Hopefully, get a little bit of a run in it and see where we can get through." But looking on the past winners, Phil, over the last five or six years, all the big boys take it seriously. Not because there's that much pressure yeah. on these big teams 
to win a cup straight away. And if you were to ask your Mourinho, Mourinho, Guardiola, Klopp even, would you take top four in a League Cup? They'd bite your hands off. Well, funnily enough, I've just written down the past five winners. City, United, City, Chelsea, City. Yeah. I mean, gone are the days when they're doing a Wenger and fielding all the kids and not mm. taking it seriously, as you say, Tony. Look with Guardiola celebrated the League Cup last season. You know, it's huge, hugely important to these clubs now. So it makes it doubly difficult for us to use it as the, you know that easy vehicle, if you like, in inverted commas, to trophy it back into Europe. It just doesn't happen anymore. No, I think what the, these clubs do, they say the, the so-called top six, they throw a weekend team out in the, maybe the first round, second round, but then once they start getting to the quarter-final, then they start taking it serious thing and hang on. But two games away from actually winning the thing, let's get it there. Get that, obviously, our monkey off our back and we're flying then, do you know what I mean? So I think all, when it used to be called the so-called top four and now it's the top six, so you, there's, there's so much pressure on all these managers now to first and foremost break into that Champions League spot and win a trophy. There's only three trophies you can win in England. So <laughs> that's why all these big teams are now targeting Perno, in that respect then, does this give Marco a free hit to go, we'll just go for it and see what happens. I've got no, the weight of history is is almost gone beyond him because no manager at Everton has won the competition. Is he going, you know what, I can do no worse? Exactly, they've, they've got to go for it. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, could, it could make a, I don't use the word legend, that's you know, sort of ridiculous phrase, but it could make, I don't it, think that's too strong. But it could make a hero out of him in his very first season Oof. by winning a trophy. You know, so a trophy, silverware at Wembley, you know, so, you know, if, wildly if, Cano, if he wins the League Cup, he, yeah. he will be a legend Absolutely. of a manager. I, I, I always remember you telling me when uh, the semi final at Chelsea in 2008, yeah. when uh, Yakubu equalised, oh. you know, so damn. The scenes and the away and that nice. It was pandemonium. Yeah. And you talk about the League Cup look, you know, so yeah. an own goal, you know, 93rd minute. Sean Mike Phillips out jumps Julian yeah. Jolie and Lescott. Exactly. Like, yeah. and how did that happen? Exactly. But, you know, Emerson fans were so desperate yeah. and are so desperate to see, you know, sort of a trophy won. To me, there's like a couple of absolute necessities in the next two or three seasons. Everton have got to win a derby match, whether it's at Goodison mm. or at Anfield, because mm. that's just shameful how long that's been going on. And silverware, you know, if it's the League Cup, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But, you know, we're getting close now to the longest period in the club's entire history without celebrating any kind of silverware. But it's um, not just Everton, you look at Spurs, Liverpool. When was the last time all these teams started spending big money, got better squads? Well, they've won League, they, they've won league Cups each of them. Well, so. When was the last time Tottenham won a trophy? Well, in the 90s, wasn't it? But they won the League Cup. Yeah, so, yeah that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Liverpool won trophy in 12 years. Yeah. So you're looking at even the big clubs who have got Champions League, obviously, involved in... And they've got better and bigger swads than Everton. And yeah. if they're struggling to win trophies, what chance have we? Yeah. I mean, a lot's down to the you know the, the look of the draw, as they yeah. say. Mm-hmm. And okay, Rotherham at home is a decent draw. I'm quite pleased with that. Although I was a little bit thrown when I was watching the draw, and the, it, was, it was completed, and there was no Everton. I'm thinking, hang on, we haven't been given a bye this round. <laughs> no, that's the southern section draw, <laughs> now the northern section. So what's going on with this competition? <laughs> it was like completely strange. Um, but yeah, you know, the draw is, is important. I always remember my you talk about that 1977 experience. Mm. That was when I was really in love with the League Cup, you know, because Everton had a great run that season. Cambridge, Stockport, Coventry, you know, so in the first three games, beat them all and beat them well. And you're thinking, wow, something in the quarterfinals, Man United away. Uh, but that was a United team that had not long been promoted and weren't great. Everton went there and won 3-0. And, you know, the, the 
the way the mood was captured amongst the fan base then, and I had a knock-on effect then in the league, league form improved, and then in the FA Cup got through to the semi-finals and you know, in the mm-hmm. FA Cup because the confidence and the excitement that's generated. So you know, it can be a competition that starts from very very low beginnings and not much happens, but then it generates momentum as, as you progress. Scott, yeah, I started with a with a very gloomy question to you about do we go into these games just accepting that at some point in 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 you know two or three rounds it's all going to go yeah. wrong but why can't it go right why can't as preno says this be a competition that we look forward to when marco goes we've got no europe we've got nothing else until the fa cup comes around we're going to go full whack at it full pelt and we're, we're going to give everything to get through as far as we can i think it's i agree with you i think it's the squad i don't think it's as I said, as pronounced, you need a little bit of luck. I feel as if you're Everton to get the fans believing in this competition once again. I think we need a big team, a big team at Goodison, and next minute you get the belief. The players get the belief. You know, hang on. Well, if we take for argument, we used to get a Chelsea in the quarter final, such beat them at Goodison. Next minute, the fans are going, "Wow, this this literally could be it." Like they were so close at Manchester yeah, City, wasn't he? Yeah. So I think even when they're like um, 2009, when we got to the FA Cup final there. We beat so many big teams then, and the the players start getting belief. the The supporters get it, and you just sense when you beat a big team in a cup competition, you just think it's your year straight away. The omens are there, and everyone comes out with different sorts of facts and stats. But you sort of get the momentum, then you get the belief, and I just feel as if how many times we've been knocked out by lower league teams in this competition. I'd love us. I know it's about We want a little bit of luck along the way, but until we get to the quarterfinals, get a big team at Goodison. I'd love it to just have one big night there, and you can kick on then the next week you're at Wembley in February aren't you well that's it Preno we've spoken then briefly about how we we think Silva should approach this competition how we think he should play on Wednesday we haven't been able to ask the manager because there was no managerial press yeah. conference today it was Kurt Zuma put up the Finch Farm how do you think Marco will approach it um, I think he, he obviously will make changes because uh, you know there's a Premier League game looming only like two and a half days later uh, but hopefully they won't be wholesale. Um, I'd like to see Bernard. You know, I presume he's match fit. And, you know, you obviously want to see what he's capable of. Lucas Digne is a shoo-in, You know, so you know, Paul Baines he struggled at the weekend. So you know, so I think he'll come straight in. And Kurt Zuma will start. Uh, beyond that, I'm not sure. You know, he should make too many changes. Umani Ass possibly. Calvert Lewin uh, for Tosin. Yeah. Yeah, possibly again players that you know came on at the weekend, you know, sort of did well. You, you you don't want to see wholesale changes, but equally you want to see a, a team that's got some recognisable quality to it. You know, you don't want to see kids thrown, and you don't want to see you know Arsene Wenger doing what he did and just you know playing a, a youth team in there. Because Rotherham, it's not going to be a gimme. It's a game that you know so Everton should win, but equally you know you got to treat them with respect. So you know, just a side that excites you know the fans, gives a few new faces uh, to to see, but equally is experienced enough and quality enough to get the job done. Because you know, 90 minutes goes straight to penalties after 90 mm-hmm. minutes. You know, so it's got to be done in that period. Championship sides will see that and think, wow, yeah, if we can go and park the bus yeah. for 90 minutes yeah, and go yeah. to penalty shootout, who knows? So yeah, you know, it's uh, it's got to have some quality in it, and you know, hopefully, Everton, I've got the squad now where they can do that. Phil, can I throw a name at you? You think? Hopefully, we'll start Azamola Luckman. You think he'll be involved if he's fit because he was injured, wasn't he, the weekend? So, yeah. if, he, if he's fit, if I was Marco Silva, I'd be playing him if he's in the right frame of mind that he's fit. Yeah, but when does the when does that window shut? Where so that's Friday, uh, 11 pm UK time, 12 o'clock central European time. So, there's no there's nothing to stop him playing. 
Yeah. Um, and I think the fans just want to see him as well. And it's going to be interesting how he reacts because obviously you can see the body language mm. and rumours coming out. Oh, he wants to go. There's no two ways about it. And it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to playing. Is he going to sit there and sulk? And I don't know. It's one that I think we need. Obviously, Walcott may need a blow. Mm. So you're looking to play Luckman. But, but obviously. Um, Richarlison can play, can he? No. He's banned, I believe. Yeah, because oh. if you think about Jaggy Elk, is also banned. I thought there was like a six-day trial. Oh, the rules are oh, absolutely bizarre. Chaos. I've just been trying to scrutinise them before we came in here. Yeah. And the yellow cards this season are competition-specific. So you get five yellows yeah. before the 19th Premier League game. You get a one-game ban. You get two yellows in the Carabao Cup. You get a, you get a one-game ban. Same in the FA Cup. But red cards aren't. Yes. Red cards cover all so, competitions. So if you, if you checked on the FAE website, the Jaggy Elka's three-game ban, the final game is tomorrow night. So he's available for Huddersfield. Oh, yeah. Richarlison is banned. We understand. Yeah. <laughs> he's banned from when from tomorrow and then for the following two games. So, so Hus- he, so he Hus- won't be... Huddersfield and West Ham. Yes, so he won't be available for, for tonight or... Uh, for tomorrow, sorry, in, in the two league games. That's so so if Luckman if, if Luckman's in the right frame of mind and is fit, you'd think he would play on the left, then the, if you want to give Walcott a blow... I'm not sure you play on the right because Yannick's gone to Villa. Exactly. So then next minute you're still going for numbers then already, aren't you? Going Unless he gives Dowell an option. How uh, deep do you go into these changes? Or does he play Bernard left and say to look when you play right? Yeah, that that's probably a shout. But then you, would you play? Would you best Coleman for Kenny? I think John Joe needs games. Doesn't he play for the 23s on a Saturday? So yeah. I think. It, yeah, but then you are talking an entirely new team, aren't you? It's yeah. a wholesale well, this change is the thing, then. Isn't it? Yeah. So. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, how important, though, Toe, is, is in terms of the way the manager approached it and his team selection about maintaining momentum. We're unbeaten under him. Mm. Obviously, he only won one, but drawn two. How important is it? Because I think it was under Koeman. We lost yeah. momentum. We got beat by Norwich, Norwich didn't we? Yeah, and yeah. it kind of just deflated Defl- yeah. everything. Yeah, he went on a bit of an um, winless run after that, didn't he? Yeah, you, you spot on, Phil. I think Everton need to... Um, we, I know we'd love to play well and obviously all in all get through, but I think to to get through and you've still got that unbeaten run and everyone's talking, do you know what? We're unbeaten through to the next round of the Cup. The feel-good factors around Goodison again. If you get if you get beat, it's the shock of the night, isn't it? And everyone's deflated once again. You're going, hang on. Well, we're out of one Cup already and we haven't got to... We haven't got to September. You're just struggling already, and it's all well and good. What we a point at Bournemouth, points at Wolves, beat Southampton. You're looking forward to others' fields, and you're already out of one cup. So mm. it's 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 vastly important that Everton get get a win, hundred percent, because you want to continue with that feel good fact, especially with the new managers, don't you? And the new players, you want to keep that. You want to keep a buzz around Goodison at the moment. So I think it's very very important that we we get a win. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. I remember you mentioned York City before. I always remember that year because one of the the guys in this place uh, wrote uh, a piece where he talked about. Um, Everton are out of a cup competition before Liverpool are even in it. Oh, I remember Joe oh, Royal going yeah. absolutely berserk you yeah. know, so at that line. Uh, but you know, you're right. You know, it just sends out such a horrible negative, mm. you know, sort of mood. Uh, Got to be in the you know draw for the you know the, the third round if you like. You know, so yeah. when all the, you know the the European competition clubs come in, uh, just you know for momentum purposes more than anything else and confidence. Yeah. How do you suspect though, Marco? Review cup competitions. I know when he went into Hull, I think they had a League Cup game against. Did they play United and put a put in a good performance and yeah. that helped them? He's obviously won a cup in Portugal, hasn't he? Mm. But is he looking at the money 
he maybe spent this summer and where where we finished last season in the league and the league performances. Do you think from above, i.e. Farhad, yeah. particularly, he's saying actually, league is is the most important thing. It's interesting, isn't it? Because Farhad probably he's given a target. You want top six, and in my opinion, I think it's gettable. I think there's teams dropping out of there. You're looking at Manchester United, you're looking at Arsenal. There's teams that are ready to drop out that top six, there's, so there's no reason why Everton can't break into it this season. In terms of a trophy, I think far. If you, it would be interesting to see if you were to ask him, what would you take top six, or be sat at Wembley in February for the League Cup final? What would you say? And be, and be lower down the table. Do you mean be off yeah, the yeah, pace? yeah, yeah? Would you take ninth, tenth, well, and sat in? This is the thing, isn't it? Because this is ultimately when we did the post-mortem of Roberto's final season. Two semis that season. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, really close. Mm. But 11th. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, and a poor points return. And yet, and we're all looking at that season going, mm, pretty bad, wasn't it? Yeah. But then he would go, oh, well, we were close. But they, they were close, but not no cigar, if you like. Yeah, I mean, no get, finals, get, get, getting to a final yeah. is a big day out and it's yeah. memorable. You remember a final for the rest of your life. Yeah. But so, if we yeah. lose, is yeah. it, is it, does it matter? Is what I'm saying. So we lost a final and finished 11th with 49 points again. Is Marco going, oh, but we got to a final? I no, think, I, I, think, I think fans would take that as a bit of progress. Do you I, think? Yeah, I really do. I, yeah. as, as the other fellow across the park says, who's lost his last six in a row, is yeah. it? he says, yeah, but I still keep getting there. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think, it's, it's, showing, it's, yeah. I think yeah. it's showing fans yeah. that your, your, your willingness is to win something. It's not just to say, you know what, we're just also runs in the Premier League. I think you're, you're showing progression and... If fans, fans, Everton fans, if you were to tell them now, mid-table, and get to a final in February, I think they'd take it. So really do, you think, do you think that two semis and mid-table in the third season of Roberto wasn't good enough no. because we hadn't seen the progression? No, Is that the because difference? it was just mixed. It was a mixed bag with them, wasn't it? Right. We've seen done so well in the first season. Second season deflated, and there was a bit of a mixed bag, wasn't it, in, in the third season? For the managers to come in and take over what he's had to do after after what Allardyce has left in Cumin. To to put Everton say and it's it's a gettable the, the league this season you, you look at the teams in it Everton could easily finish seventh and get to a cup yeah. league cup well, final Burnley gonna fall like a stone at this rate exactly <laughs> the teams dropping there so it's well gettable that Everton could easily finish in the what top six and get to a league cup semi final like, nearly cup final hundred mm. percent Prana you mentioned a few players that we expect to be involved um, of the players that we haven't seen much of who are you most looking forward to seeing t- tomorrow Bernard hundred yeah. percent you know he's just he's got such a reputation. And, you know, obviously we all did the other YouTube troll and things and we've all seen <laughs> I saw plenty of clips of him previously. But, you know, he clearly is a very, very talented footballer. We don't know quite what his match fitness is like or his sharpness is like, uh, but there's like that sense of anticipation about seeing a footballer like that. Sounds like all our yesterdays again, but I can only liken it to, you know, like when Duncan McKenzie signed for the club and, you know, you knew you were going to see something a bit different, a little bit of unpredictability, a little bit of magic. And, uh, and, and he did, you know, so inconsistent, but, you know, when he did, he was worth watching. And, uh, you know, you hope that Bernard can do something similar. It's just something a little bit different. And after the, the stale, sterile, you know, sort of pragmatic football that, you know, we saw so many times last season, you want to see something that gets you off your seat a little bit. We have seen, you know, sort of hints of that already. Mm. And then hopefully, you know, Bernard can add to that again. So he's the one I'm most excited about. Um, I don't think, obviously, we're not going to see Yerry Mina. He's not ready yet. But Zuma, I like, you know, I think he's, he's a good, solid player, but not one to get you excited. Um, so yeah, it's it's got to be Bernard for me. He's the guy that you know I'm looking forward to seeing. Phyllis, do you worry about his fitness? Because am I right in saying is that he hasn't kicked a ball for five months up until Saturday? Bernard, yeah, he'd had um, he'd had a shoulder problem, hadn't he? Yeah. Um, 
Marco, when I asked him a couple of weeks ago, said he didn't think there was an issue with the shoulder and it was just a case of him getting match fitness. So yeah. I think you, there's a possibility of seeing him get 40, 45 to an hour maybe. Mm. Depends on how things go. But obviously, we're talking about wingers and not, not entirely sure who's going to play. So I think he might have to start. You yeah, know? Yeah, but you would hope that a 75% fit Bernard, the lad who's been scoring the Champions League last season, it yeah. would be good enough to, to, to put Rotherham to the sword with all due respect. Mm. Who you? would you throw in the centre midfield for? Um, I mean, I was just looking at the stats from the three the three games so far this season, and guys coming out on top on loads of them. So you're thinking, imagine needs he got blow. injured. Yeah, needs yeah. a blow. So, but the problem is then, do, what do you do? You probably play Tom Davies, I think, is a shoe in to start. Yeah. If Morgan Schneidlin, is he fit enough? Marco said he would probably rejoin the group start of this week. Is it too soon? Probably is. So then what are your central midfield options? So do you think you've left him, do you think he's left himself short then? We're looking at where your Mobesic is going and etc. I don't think so in the in the in the respect that I think any eleven Everton put out should be good enough mm. to beat Rotherham. Should be. Um but he may have to play guy. And he probably would like to Give him a rest. But having said that, somebody who knows far more about football than I do um, once said to me, no, he needs to play every week because when he doesn't, he loses his rhythm. Mm. So I don't know whether Marco thinks that way as well. Do you think Cenk Tolson for Carver living? I think Cenk needs a rest. He's worked very hard, hasn't he? Yeah. No reward, obviously, other than other than helping Everton get the points. But, if you, I mean, in the second half on Saturday, he was yeah. like a man possessed. Mm. It's unbelievable. And he's, put, he's putting a good shift in, isn't he? He's working for the team. He's running the channels. He's and he's involved in goals. Okay, he might yeah. not have gone on Two the assists, end of them, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's helped set goals up. So yeah, yeah. You know, so, who, so who starts up front then? Is it Nias or Calvert Lewin? Who gives you more of a a platform to build? Because we're gonna have a lot of the ball, aren't we? I think Umani Ass is is an impact player. If you're chasing the game or if you're holding on to it, just throw it down the channels. I don't think you can start with Umani Ass in your team because the whole rhythm of your play it just goes out the window because. A, he can't hold the ball up, and B, he's unpredictable. So you can't, you can't legislate for making a plan. The team, whereas in no, you know where you're at with Calvert Lewin, you know where you're at with Tosin, whereas in Umaniass is. You're absolutely yeah. right. Although it wasn't this competition that he had his resurrection last season, yeah. wasn't yeah, it? His, his goals against Sunderland. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is it is one in this here, Go Phil Pickford or, or Stecklenburg or, or Virginia? Yeah. I my hunch says it's too soon for for the young Portuguese lad, yeah. even though. He was like Unzi raved about him. Played very well last week for the twenty three. Yeah? Really, really well. But I think it might be too soon. Stecklenburg would be the obvious choice if people yeah. to be arrested. But does Pickford need resting? Didn't have a preseason with us. I know he came back like, back late from the World Cup. Do you just keep him playing? I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting one. That I just feel as if I don't know. We, we've just named. We've just about, made about nine or eight, nine, eight or nine <laughs> changes here. Then I went to the top yeah. of it. So we don't want to make him one or two. Yeah, but yeah. now we've done about nine or ten. Speaking of and uh, slightly off, off slightly off topic. Anyway, we, we're talking about our striking options, and I said to Marco a couple of weeks ago at a press conference, I said, "Oh, so Marco, now you've got the competition you want in every position," and he stopped me and went, "No, we haven't yet." Yeah. Do you look at our centre forward options and go, maybe not January, but top of the list for next summer is a new striker? Well, I said that uh, you know in one of these podcasts earlier in the summer, we're talking about areas of the pitch that you know we need reinforcements. And for me, I had a striker all day long. Mm. Uh, you know, I quite like Tosin up to a point, but he's not you know he's not top four quality. He's okay, you yeah. know, so he holds the ball up all right, you know, and he's not a bad finisher. Uh, but you know, he's not absolute top quality. I wanted to see you know somebody to you know press him for a place, and you know we haven't had that mm. yet. 
Um, so yes, I would say that is a priority. And as we've just identified, central midfield, you know, is still an area, you know, which is light on on class and depth. Because we won't um, see Gomez because he's not he's not fit. No, is he? he's a way off. Yes, and you know, so we're seeing uh, a decent Morgan Schneiderlin at the moment. But you know, he's blown hot and cold so often throughout his Everton career. We don't know how long that's going to last for. Uh, so you know, two areas definitely. You know that I think he will be referring to when he's talking about uh, wanting you know sort of more reinforcements, if not in January, certainly next summer. So Fully. would you would you go in January for a striker or centre mid? Do you know what, Phil? It depends on where we are. It really does. If 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 there's a really good chance of maybe I don't know if we in the latter rounds of the League Cup, and if we've got a really if we're floating rounds sixth, fifth, couple of points away, why not? Why not? I just think. The way Marco Silva wants to play, I think Everton needs a centre forward with pace oh, yeah. and who's strong and who can hold on to the ball. Who would that player is? I don't know. Tell you what, after Saturday, Callum Wilson, you take him, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Oh. He, he's a bully and he's, he's obviously full him, of energy. Him and King are a right yeah. handful. Two up front, old school, but it's, it's unbelievable. Well, I think this is where it, like, for Tosin, for all he gives us, he's got no paces and he? he's a bit one paced in there. So I feel as if Preno Wright, that box to box midfielder, we don't, obviously we don't know what Gomez is like. Boxer, boxer midfielder, someone who can get up and down. Probably what Morgan Snyder is if we can get back to what, is, what he was at Southampton. And you, you look at, I know it's the obvious one, but clearly Silva really liked him. You know, you watched Dekure on Sunday. Oh, he's a good player. Exactly, good I know. player. Isn't I can't see what we're giving us two of them. If we forty-five million again, I'm sure they will. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they're, they're two play, they're two um, positions there that would take us onto the next level. Listen, we're not going to kiss ourselves, but you'd take top six now when you're all day long but if we were to break into that say top five top four we need a top notch centre forward and boxer box midfielder um, so that's uh, almost the end of uh, today's podcast before we wrap up we haven't been doing predictions this season but I thought I would uh, ask the chaps for their score prediction yeah. for tomorrow night because uh, the League Cup is such a uh, such an interesting competition yeah. so we say Prano uh, score prediction uh, for tomorrow night Oh, I, I just settled for being in the hat without penalties. Um, it's going to be edgy, I think. Uh, 2-1, the toffees. Uh, changes, you know, obviously can affect the team's momentum, you know, the team's rhythm. But, uh, yeah, 2-1, without even knowing who they're going to be. Any, you know, yeah. It seems they're going to be putting out there. But Please tell me there's no VAR goals in there. I hope not. I don't no, want just, to be uh, straightforward. <laughs> um, one for me is that one thing I'd love to see more than anything is a clean sheet. We haven't kept one yet. Yeah, good point. And I think it's it's one thing that's bugging a lot of Evertonians at, at the moment. We're leaking goals, the, the zonal marking, set pieces. Set pieces yeah. We're looking shaky. And I just feel as if a nice clean sheet, I know it's, it's going to be against Rodham, but listen, it's a clean sheet in the bank. And I think that'll be moving on to Saturday against other fields that'll put us in a, put us in a good place. So clean sheet and two or three nil, I'll be more than happy with. Well, fingers crossed we get that. That would be uh, lovely, wouldn't it? So uh, stay with us uh, for tomorrow night. We'll be uh, at Goodison, as usual, to follow our live blog and our, our post-match analysis, comments and quotes, pieces from the manager, etc. So thank you very much for listening to the latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.